All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. Alright, on this episode of the follow through with Clips and Drew, the Warriors are once again crowned king, LeBron James faces decision 3.0 and sets the bar for the free agency market. Drew, kick that shit. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius, I'm about due to erupt, use it or I'm losing it, they say I need to loosen up, tight, I'm well taught, I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up, give it up, you never heard What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Yep. Episode 38, Drew. 38, man. I have no idea who is number 38. Yeah. I, you're going to have to pull one out of your ass right now. <laughs> so 38 sucks. This is I'll just be quite honest with you. There's a list of maybe seven total players that have ever worn it. Nobody's really worn it for more than two or three years. <laughs> Uh, the most famous person to ever wear this, famous meaning at least the most notable, is Kwame Brown. Oh, he wore former number one pick. Former number one pick. All he right. wore it for two seasons. Where? Detroit. Oh nine and oh ten or two thousand ten. Right. Uh, and then Mikey Moore. You remember Mikey Moore? He was a Clipper. He wore it for one year. Uh-huh. Two thousand three Atlanta Hawks. And then the rest of these guys, they're just give me some, Drew. So give me some. There's actually two Clippers: uh-huh. Dale Wilkinson, don't know him, 1985, Ooh. and Jeff Cross, don't know him, 1986. Which obviously Dale Wilkinson wasn't that big of a hit because his number was taken the following year. <laughs> they just they just took his name off the jersey it, and yeah, put it right back. There's a little tape that they did yeah. there. <laughs> uh, the only current active player in the NBA to wear number 38 is Reggie Hearn, also on the Detroit Pistons. Interesting. So uh, is this really the fucking Kwame Brown? Episode? I don't want it to be. But it has to be. It's got to be the Kwame. only one relevant. It's got to be Kwame Brown. There's there was one guy who wore it for two separate teams. This a European guy, Victor Kriapa. No, nope. but I don't know who he is, and he bounced around the league quite a bit. From what I looked at, like for, as far as like his actual history, he played on several teams: Blazers, Bulls, etc. So I guess I guess we're going with. <laughs> 
with Kwame Brown. So do you think let's since it's going to be wow, I cannot believe it's going to be the Kwame Brown episode. This is what we're getting into. I don't even want to think well, about let's 39. Talk about, let's talk about Kwame really fast. Sure. Dude. Sure. Uh top 5 busts of all time for number 1 picks? Yeah. Um I mean so Worse than Ola with Candy? So like Anthony Bennett. Worse than Anthony Bennett? No, not worse. Yeah. Cuz Anthony I mean at least Kwame played for like 10 years. He was let, let's let's give him I think Greg him Oden, a little bit of a break though. I think Greg Oden's a bigger Bust than Kwame Brown. Mm. Greg Odom was injured. Kwame Brown was not a good basketball. Player, I agree, but he was a good filler. It's not like he was horrible for the Lakers. I mean, was he? No, that's the thing. Like he came into a Lakers squad with Chris Mim as the starting center, so like there was a lot of room for in- improvement sure. there. He didn't give a lot, but yeah, dude, he's seven foot tall. He's massive guy, big, big, strong dude. Coming out of high school, he was built like yeah, like a man. Yeah. Um, he was like Dwight Howard, and Michael was in Michael Jordan drafted, and Michael Jordan was infatuated. Washington with him. Wizards, and it was it was well documented that him and Kwame didn't get along at all. Him and Jordan? Oh, did not get along at all. I didn't know and that. Jordan, yeah, well, because Jordan probably put on a lot of expectations, a lot, because his reputation was on the line at that point. And he fought, that's when everything went downhill for. Michael, yeah. as far as going down for the Wizards, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. So it's episode thirty-eight. This is the <laughs> Kwame Brown episode. Kwame we Brown, apologize, baby. everybody. That is what it is. Uh, the NBA season is officially over. Congratulations, Warriors! Uh, congratulations, Warriors! Yet on the again, most boring NBA Finals of all time. So for for a four game sweep, that was about as entertaining a four game sweep as as we've ever had, though. Uh, like if you think about in the past, like the sweeps, they're typically really one sided. This game actually had two really close competitive games, and obviously game one will go down infamously as the one that may have got away. The, the J.R. Smith game. That's what they're going to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, as it should. I mean, he, he, he pretty much ruined the the hopes for the Cavs, and then, of course, that led to the injury that nobody knew about. I, I, we're going we're gonna to jump right into this, because after game four, we can, we can review games three and four in a little bit, but uh, apparently LeBron James like broke his hand. Or injured his wrist. Hitting the chalkboard. After game one. After the disappointment of game one, he went to the locker room and punched something so hard that he broke his shooting hand. And Which isn't shocking, Drew. I mean, I wasn't shocked when I heard that. No way. Um, I mean, the the frustration levels alone with losing that game in the way that it happened, I'm not surprised. You know, a lot of guys throw chairs. They throw the coolers. they, They punch stuff. They yell at people. LeBron, for all the disappointment, looked pretty composed. After the game. After game one. And That's then, why he's such then, a pro, though. And then he took out his frustration on the on the wall, I guess, Drew, in the, we, in the we, locker room. We've we've talked about how pro uh, LeBron is. He doesn't throw anybody under the bus. Right. Nobody knew of this injury until post-game four, after the sweep. Right. Right. And then the media makes a big deal about it, like, oh, so now you're wearing the cast. Where is the cast? The first Well, there's games, something to be said about it that. It is, but let me, let me just say what I feel really okay. fast. If he breaks his wrist and the the uh, players' association knows about it, you're not allowed to play in the game. Like they kept it. I think the Cavaliers kept that shit on hush. Do we know if it's a broken bone? Well, no, I don't. We know don't know the extent. Of, we don't know the we full extent. But we saw the swelling definitely in well, game four. Yeah, right. right. Um, it doesn't shock me that he could break his hand after the game. After what happened, right. makes complete sense. Yeah. Like Kevin Love, when he got his concussion. Uh huh. Um, you know, you're not allowed to play. Sure. If LeBron breaks his wrist, he's not allowed to fucking play. Yeah. So I can see why they would keep that hush hush. Right. Now, do you think do you think it was a real injury or no? You know what? I think I think there's something to be said about the fact that that he was injured and then wanted to play through it and didn't want to give the Warriors like a leg up and in, in like letting them know that he was injured or 
and he, he he does try to to create um, this whole idea of like playing through injury and, right. and just keeping things to himself. But when it comes down to it, I I think he was injured, and I think the fact that he put the cast on for the press conference. <laughs> He wanted everyone to know that he was injured. Right. And 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 for a man who tries to have no excuses, certainly created an excuse right there and right then and there. It definitely opened the the lines of dialogue on okay, well so he's going to break this out now. Right. I think if I'm if I'm LeBron, that's exactly what I'm doing. Just so everybody knows like, you know, not only do I have this fucked up team that I'm playing on right mm. now, but I just played 3 games with my wrist broken. But he did it to himself, which is really dumb. Totally. Really really dumb. A la Marcus Smart. That's what happened to Marcus Smart. Yep, yep. And and we don't we don't really consider Marcus Smart the smartest basketball player. We do not in the league. We do not. Uh, we do consider LeBron to be we do. the smartest basketball player in the league, and he he did that. Uh, and I think I just I don't like the whole the way that that plays out. Really doesn't sit well with me. Okay. Because like we said, for a guy that that likes to live with no excuses, like this is clearly him making an excuse as to why he got swept. For him to break it out right, right then and there, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I think it's, I think it's soft. And if he wasn't, if he's gonna complain about it, say it after game one so that you, that you can do this whole thing. But then you can't play, Drew. Not necessarily. No, it's very, it's very, dude. No, no, no. Because you, team doc, NBA doctors. You can play, if it was broken, again, we don't know the extent of the injury, right? So if we don't know the full extent of the injury, there's no way for certain, for certain for us to know whether or not he would have been eligible to play. Either way, bottom line is this. They fucking got swept. They did. All right. They didn't get one. Game three. You know, Kevin Durant dropped the. We, we have all this, dropped the hammer. He did. He Forty-three did. points. He did. Steph and Clay were terrible. They he, shot. He carried the team. They made two shots in that game. In the first half. First half. In the first half. Steph still. I think they both ended up with like eleven and ten points mm-hmm. uh, each. Just weak. Um, Clay had ten. Steph had eleven points. Uh, Draymond Green had ten, and then uh, Jordan Bell had ten points. Outside of that. Their next highest score outside of KD, their next highest score was Steph with 11 points, and Kevin Durant had a had a performance for the history books. He he's amazing. He he hit everything that was put in front of him. Oh man, he could score on every single player that guarded him. Yeah, um, 15, had, 15 of twenty three from the field. Unbelievable. Sixty five percent made every free throw. Was six of nine from three. Thirteen rebounds. I mean. It's 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 crazy what he did with that game. He put them on his back, and the, and then and then obviously the dagger, the big shot that, that he shot. hit from further back, from thirty five feet, just thirty five heat check. That's what that's a fucking heat check for you, bro. <laughs> and th- what's crazy to me is is like KD can hit from anywhere on the court, right? But the fact that they let him just walk into the shot, that's his favorite. He likes but it. Was deep though. That's it the thing. was deep, like, and, it, and the and the clock was running down. And when he took it, I was like, whoa. And then he made it, and it, it's a wrap. One of the what's one of the best finals shots, like with pressure that that you could have. I mean, game three was the way that it was playing out. Was it looked like Cleveland actually might get them? You know, they might get one game. Like mm-hmm. we were all thinking it was going to be the series that went to five games. We all thought LeBron was going to snake one, at least one. Well, at I home. made the call, and you you yelled at me about this, but what? I said when I saw when when LeBron threw it off the backboard to himself and oh. dunked, I'm like, oh, well, this game's a wrap. He's oh. playing on a different level right now. That was insane. That was really ballsy to do in a finals game. Dude. Yeah. Real ballsy. So LeBron had an amazing game as well. He had a triple-double yet again. I think he has like 10 or 11 triple-doubles in finals history now, which is ridiculous. Insane. Ridiculous. He finished with 33 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. In a losing uh, effort, it's over. Yeah. His, his time in, in Cleveland is numbered. Um, 
Well, first of all, what, what we got to talk about is the fact that something came out today with KD saying that he wants to stop playing at 35, which gives him five more seasons. He's 30 years old right now? He's 30. Um, he wants to play five more years and retire. Um, his extension is going to come up. They got to extend Clay and Draymond. Um, payday for Clay, Clay, and Dre Day. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like to call that. <laughs> what do you think about that? Do you think they're all going to take? I mean, so this news about Kevin Durant announcing that he's going to retire in five years. A lot can change within that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm shocked that he would announce that. Uh, a little weird timing, but... It just doesn't make any sense, like, business-wise. Like, why would you... I don't know. That's just that's it something It makes total that, sense to me. He's got $200 million in the bank. He's got two chips. Right. He's going to go down in NBA history as top five maybe ever to play. But knowing... Possibly. Having, having teams know that he's going to retire at that age... I think is just it's something that you don't need to share with everybody. It's something you can share with your close knit group and and have that as a goal. Yeah, thirty five is kind of old, Drew. I'm it's not old. I'm not upset that he wants to retire at thirty five. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just I'm a little bewildered as to why he would announce that to the world. Yeah, a little. There's, there's not a whole lot that you can gain from saying that, especially two days after winning the chip. Exactly. So and again, two days after winning the chip, that could be just emotions. And we could know be. that Kevin Durant is a pretty emotional dude. He's a fragile dude. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was just him feeling. The joy of winning another championship and and thinking that he's kind of reached his peak. It's so easy for them, Drew. I mean, look, it was so easy for them to win the finals. They didn't. It didn't even look like hard work for them, dude. It really didn't. Yeah, this is something I wanted to share. Is like I think this is the first time that we actually saw a championship team play mediocre basketball mm-hmm. throughout the playoffs and still sweep and still win convincingly. The championship. I've, I've never seen that happen before. Uh, and it just shows the, the level that they are at. Uh, and they're well above everybody else in the league. So. It's three tiers, Drew. Mm-hmm. It's the Golden State Warriors. They're on their own tier. It's LeBron James. Okay. And then it's everybody else. That's it. Okay. Everybody else. And we're going to see this summer. This is going to be the biggest free agent draft summer of all time, I think. Massive. And everything is going to start with LeBron James. Yeah. He's going to be the domino. Whatever team he goes to is going to be a contender, but I think we have the top five where I think he's going to go, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Yep. Is that cool? Let's do it. All right. We'll be right back. Yo, if you have not heard about it already, the Follow Through with Clips and Drew podcast has teamed up with our boys over at Soul Science. We have our own signature shoe fragrance called Vesuvius. Head on over to soulscience.co, type in Clips and Drew, get yourself a bottle of Vesuvius and have your kicks smelling sweet. All right, we are back. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew, episode thirty-eight. We are calling this the Kwame Brown, unfortunately, episode. I feel horrible by having to do that, Drew. But yeah, we're handcuffed by the number. Thirty-nine is going to be even worse. I, I don't wouldn't even know. We're probably going to go back to to the forty-nine Fort Wayne Pistons again. <laughs> revisit them. Oh my God! Hey, so funny story before we get into LeBron free agency. So LeBron is three and six in the finals, right, Drew? Yep. So nine finals, nine finals, three wins. He's, three, he's got to throw that in. Drew's three wins, that in. six losses. <clears throat> it is what he's still got to make it to the to the show. Though. No, he did. He made it. Hey, so he's three and six in the finals. My favorite rap group of all time, if you guys know me, is Three Six Mafia. Been banging them for twenty years. Yep. Uh, lived in Memphis. There, literally, the only time I've ever been starstruck in my life was when I met DJ Paul and Juicy J at a gas station in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> um, Gangsta Boo is my favorite rapper of all time, uh-huh. uh, female rapper of sure, all time. Excuse sure. me, but she's my favorite in Three Six Mafia. 
Um, so there was a meme that came out after they lost, and it was a picture of LeBron, and it was he was like driving in a car, uh-huh. and somebody posted, "Hey, he's the new Three Six Mafia, right?" And I found it. That's funny. I found it funny. So that is funny. I reposted on our clips and or on my personal page, and I tagged DJ Paul and Gangsta Boo in it, right? Lo and behold, five minutes later, Gangsta Boo, my Gangsta Boo, throws me a DM, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I don't get it." And I said, oh, well, let me talk to you for a second now, boo. I said, <laughs> so since LeBron's 3-6 in the finals, they're calling him the 3-6 Mafia. And she got it. She's like, oh, that's funny. Um, and so I mentioned to her, by the way, I used to live in Memphis. Lorenzo Wright was my best friend, blah, 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 blah. We start DMing back and forth, Drew. Yeah. And then lo and behold, at 1130 at night, we get on the phone and I talk to Gangsta Boo for two hours. Wow. Literally two hours. We talked music. We talked sports. We talked Memphis, Tennessee. Sure. It was so crazy, bro. That's nuts. And I and I have to admit, you know, I had I was drinking a little bit. Of course. It was one of those nights. It's eleven thirty at night. It's eleven thirty at night. Gangsta booze on the phone with me. I'm gonna pour another cocktail. Yeah. So I woke up in the morning and I thought I had a dream that I talked to Gangsta Boo. <laughs> and then I looked at my phone and it said that I had talked to her for one hour and fifty six minutes. Wow. Crazy story, right? Yeah. Oh, I just thought I thought the listeners would like to hear that. So, but so I, I like the nickname, by the way, Three Six Mafia for, no, for LeBron. Like that. That's you funny. Like that. That's funny. Well, he has. I mean, he's he's got several years to change that. Mm-hmm. If he goes to another finals, it's, it's not as catchy as, as Three Seven. It won't be Three Seven. Three Seven Mafia is not 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 nearly as catchy. Hey, but that's a funny story. That's very cool. That shit just Shout out to her. Shout, Shout out to Gangsta Boo, Shout aka Lola. Shout out to Three Six Mafia. That's my whole group, Gangsta Boo. Can we throw it? Can we throw a little mix I can, on right now? I can probably throw it. All right, let's let that roll. All right, back to LeBron free agency. Yeah. This is what this is the hot topic. This is what everybody wants to talk about. I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about this for the next five podcasts, bro, if not more. Well, so free agency doesn't start till July 1st. So it does we not, got... but rumors have been swirling. Oh, of course. All free agency season. doesn't doesn't actually start until July 1st, mm-hmm. but all the news and everything leading up to it. Uh, I mean, and so also, you know, it, it's going to start now because LeBron has an option on the table that he could opt into he he could uh stay with the Cavs in that fashion and just say look i got one more year on this deal it's a player option and he could agree to that so that's something we could find out before free agency starts in july 1st he could resign that at any day uh that's unlikely but it's a possibility so you're right though this this shit this saga isn't going to end until it's not even really going to start until he he, makes his decision until he chooses where to go and i mean it's pretty i think it's pretty blatantly obvious to everybody watching LeBron that series and everybody talking all season just that he doesn't want to be there anymore it looked like it on his face sure um it showed in game four yeah um and I, I you know I don't want to admit it but it looked like they all gave up including LeBron when they were down whatever 20 or 15 whatever the hell it was it looked like it would be he was as good as gone in Cleveland yeah um but unlike a lot of free agents who are unsure of like what team's going to pick them up, LeBron basically has the pick of the litter, debating on depending on you know who's going to have the cheese right. to pay him. Uh, like about his mindset, though, I think something that that is easily crossed up is we we obviously saw a frustration level with him that we hadn't seen since he left Cleveland the first time, right? The frustration on his face, body language, all of that was very similar to like the 2010 year when he decided to bounce out of Cleveland and go to Miami. 
right? So that's why I link a lot. You included with most of the media is like, okay, he's he's kind of feeling that same vibe. He wants to get out. I think it's possible that he's just really disappointed with the the teammates that he has right now. Also, and and the one thing that that LeBron seems to really enjoy, and the one thing that Cleveland is giving him is a kind of like a universal control. He does have quite a bit of control to where like he says earlier this year he's unhappy with the way things are going and then they trade half of their team and reconfigure their roster. I think it's going to be hard for him to go to another franchise that's going to allow him to run things the way that that Cleveland is letting him run stuff there. That being said, I think if he does stay, there's going to be serious changes to that roster, additions, and removals. Like, J.R. Smith may have played his last game in a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey kind of stuff. So, but moving forward, you're right, dude. He can go wherever the fuck he wants to. I think at at this point, at this juncture, again, and everybody said it, he owes Cleveland nothing anymore. Absolutely. Correct. Um, You're correct. It's, again... Super obvious that this this man did everything he possibly could. He brought him a championship. Well, I'm saying even this year though. Sure. In the in these playoffs, we saw something we've never seen before as far as everything every game that he played. Yeah. He put everything on the table. Um, it wasn't enough. It's definitely not enough against Golden State. And like the past three years, teams are trying to match up to Golden State. The fact that that Cleveland even made it to the finals is a, is a testament in itself. Yeah. But again, blatantly obvious, they're not. Not a good enough team, even with the best player in the world Correct. on your team. So, to me, it's time to now. You got to think about the chips. He wants to get one more. He knows that the the, the staff that he has on Cleveland isn't going to be enough. Okay, you gonna have to go the route that KD went. Not may, maybe not necessarily as <laughs> join the Warriors. Not well. That's funny. As people <laughs> are even saying that. You know what I mean? And, 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 and come on, dude. What a joke that would be. I would never watch basketball. What a fucking again. joke that would be. You know. I would never watch basketball again. Yeah. But if I'm LeBron James and there's an opportunity to play with my best friend, you know, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Whether it be – and Chris Paul is going to be a free agent. Chris you know Paul is I mean? a free agent. Uh, you know, so I mean, I guess kind of to set the stage, like Chris Paul's a huge, a huge free agent this year. DeMarcus Cousins, Paul George. Obviously, Kawhi is not a free agent, but there's been a lot of talk, as we've discussed, uh, that he's unhappy with his situation in San Antonio, All thing, although things – Seem like he actually may end up signing supposedly with San Antonio. He he, supposedly he said he really that, was willing to sign an extension. That situation's constantly in flux. But those are really like the, the, the big, big name free agents right there. And I agree that there is an aspect of like he got to play with Dwayne Wade, one of his best friends. And now there's an opportunity for him to play with Chris Paul, whether that's in Houston, whether that's in Cleveland, whether that's somewhere else. So I do think that there's something like that. The, the banana boat crew not just Chris Paul, but Mello obviously being kind of not 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 that intricate a part in Oklahoma City. I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to team up with, with his boy. Like you that. have to, though, Drew, if you think about this. Like, I'm not going to hate on LeBron for going to Houston, or I'm not going to hate on LeBron for going to Philly. You know what I mean? Like sure. he deserve if anybody deserves to go wherever the fuck he wants, it's LeBron. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm I'm gonna disagree with what you said earlier he has a lot of control yes in cleveland over cleveland i don't necessarily think he wants that role on another team i think lebron wants to be just playing basketball like i don't see him going to houston and trying to overmine uh james harden who is the lebron james of his team you know with a chris paul those are three very alpha males yeah um chris paul being the most alpha out of all of them right um 
that would be a good bet. I think Philadelphia, a lot of people want to see him in Philly. I think winning a championship in Philly would be, uh, would hold more reign than it would being in Houston with, sure. with them. Where do, where do you see him? Where, where do you think the best fit for LeBron James minus Cleveland, staying in Cleveland would be? Yeah. I, so the, the toughest part for me is that this entire time, I really do see him staying at least one more year in Cleveland. You really, so you're really sold I, on that. I really am. Why? Because, Why? Because they will do everything possible to try and keep him there. And Nobody wants to play in Cleveland, though, Drew. People will if, if, if he was to sign a three- or four-year deal in Cleveland and allow free agents like DeMarcus or Paul George or whoever. It would allow them to have some security that LeBron won't just leave after one or two years. If he were to sign a three-year deal, four-year deal in Cleveland and then look and, and then reach out to Boogie or reach out to Paul George and say, look, man, I'm here now. I'm, I'm going to be here. So if you come, you know, it's not not all the pressure is put on this next season right. the way that it was in Oklahoma City, kind of like right. they, they, they put all the pressure on Paul George and Melo and, and Russ working out this year. And they wouldn't have to have that kind of pressure, that undue pressure. Outside of the Cleveland situation – I think the smartest move for, is for him to stay in the Eastern Conference uh, simply because he won't have to face the Warriors until the finals. And I do think getting to the finals means a lot to LeBron. Uh, I think it means a lot. And I think beating the Warriors means a lot also. But I think getting to the finals and having that matchup is, is, the, is the best possible outcome for him instead of losing in the conference finals potentially to the Warriors mm-hmm. or even you know before then. So I think him staying in the Eastern Conference is probably the best bet. And if that's the case, Philly Philly really does fill that out nicely. I here's I, I know that I don't know what he's thinking. Right. So I'm shooting I'm fucking shooting in the dark here. This is why I can't I, there's not a situation that I can see in any franchise that's ideal for him at this point. They can create situations meaning Houston uh, meaning New Orleans, which is a name that's kind of been thrown out, meaning San Antonio. Uh, the Lakers obviously have been in the conversation for a while. There are situations that can be really nice for him, but there's no perfect situation right now. The way that we kind of, we kind of thought the perfect situation was created for him in Miami mm-hmm. with Bosch and Wade. So it really is hard for me to wrap my mind around him going somewhere else. That isn't going to be ideal. Well, so, I, but if I had to pick one destination, mm-hmm. I think wherever Chris Paul and he decide yeah. together to go really does make the most sense. If that's Houston, great. If it's L.A., Clippers, Lakers, but it won't be the Clippers because Chris won't go back. Uh, if it's Lakers, so be it. Um, you know, if it's if it's a team in the East, whatever. I do think I think that at this stage in his career, he wants a ring. He wants. Uh, uh, you know, another championship run, and he does want to play with his boys. So I agree. I think you're, I think you're right in that, and that's not far fetched for me. So, but I, 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 again, with the problem with Houston is you got three max players. Money and they won't have the cheese. Money's the money's I, the problem. I, and one of these motherfuckers is going to have to take a pay cut, and it ain't going to be Chris it, Paul, and it's not going to be LeBron. It's not going to be LeBron. And it's not going to be LeBron. Uh, if if it's and, and it's not going to be James Harden. James Harden's already got a two hundred million. He, he's already deal. maxed. He and, can't. Yeah, they can't do anything with that. And Chris has come out and said he's not going to settle anything less than the max and it's like yo bro that's five years that's putting you at 38 yeah and in his in his fifth year it's 42 million dollars like right. i just don't see that happening so now the more that we're talking <laughs> about this uh the new york knicks 
for whatever reason, <laughs> I think that's a possibility because they have the space to bring in Chris Paul and LeBron or bring in LeBron and Kyrie, they name, said in 2019, they said. Name, name another player. Sure, whatever player, whatever fantasy we want to develop, and they still have Porzingis. Who's coming back in February, though. Right, right. But, but they won't have to sacrifice him mm. in order to make this happen. And obviously, we know the relationship with LeBron and David Fisdale is really, really uh, Very well developed. They like each other, so I could see the Knicks as being a, as as being a destination for something like that to happen. Tell me if you see this. This is this. I haven't heard anybody talk about this yet. Do you think since LeBron is so pro Cleveland, which he is, he born is. and raised, he is yeah. loves Cleveland That's more why than he went anybody. Back. Exactly. That's why he went back and got them the chip. Do you think he would let them sign and trade? Like if he signed a deal and then and then well, like, like the way that Chris that. the yes. way that Chris did it, yes, which sure. was very respectful, unbelievable respectful. Um, do you think they'd let him do that? Yeah, that's a that's definitely an option, and it's more about would he do that for them more than yes. the organization doing it for 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 him. Yeah, I think that's a possibility, um, especially if it's like the Kawhi scenario, mm-hmm. right? So a sign and trade, the Cavs sign LeBron to whatever year deal max deal, and then. Uh, Kawhi signs his extension with the Spurs and then they do a swap. Maybe they bring in a third team, whatever. All those scenarios that we can really <laughs> break down until, until, you know. See, I don't see, I don't see LeBron coming to the San Antonio without Kawhi there. I don't see LeBron going anywhere without at least two more superstars. No, I agree. And I, and, the, but the only way the sign and trade works is if you have equal value right. going backwards. Right. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would, I would agree with the fact that I don't think he'll go to San Antonio without Kawhi, but it doesn't mean that he won't bring Chris or won't right. bring Paul George or another superstar there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It has to do with the money and the space. So I, I do think that's a possibility because his relationship with Popovich is where it is and he respects him so much. So this there- is, this is the problem is there's so many fucking options mm-hmm. and we don't really have an idea of what his thought process is. He has great at that. He's he so had, good at yeah, that. Yeah, he keeps everything really close to the vest so and all of his people don't say shit. Nothing. That's how you become one of his people is mm-hmm. that you can you you say nothing. Right. You're just you're quiet, you do your job, you help him in any way you can and then you let him make the big decisions. That's uh, kind of how like Chris Paul moved though. Sure. That's how he moved until I if you remember in our second podcast or our first one I said, there's no way Chris Paul's going anywhere. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, you like, said, I you know said. people in his camp. Right. And that shit was thrown out of left field. Yeah. And LeBron's really good at that. We talked about it in the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even know this guy is injured. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Until the end. We right. Don't, we don't know his move. He could fucking throw out something so crazy. Right. Michael Jordan's throwing it, the, his hat in the ringer. You know, the Pelicans are throwing their, yep. their, their hat in the ringer. Yeah. He could throw something so crazy. Yeah. But it would be calculated like Miami was calculated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I think it really breaks down to what his what his number one desire is. If he wants to go to uh, a, a bigger market, whether that's Los Angeles or New York, I mean, I guess it could be Miami. There's a, there's a way to factor that in. But if he wants to go to a big marketplace, if that's like his thing, then you're looking at the Lakers, the Knicks, Brooklyn Nets, places like that. And then he'll kind of bring in the rest, fill in the rest with, with the players he wants to play with. Or if it's about championships. If it's about championships more so than it is market, then we could see him go to a place he like is New the Orleans. market, though. He, no, no, no. I, but I don't mean that in the market of the NBA. I mean that literally in the sense of the city. So as we know, Los Angeles and New York are the two biggest markets for anything in business. Those two cities are, are the pillars 
of the market, the largest marketplace, simply due to population and uh, national focus. So that is, if that's the determinant, then it won't be so much about who the Lakers have on their roster. And it'll be more about LeBron wants to live in that city. Which he already saying. has a house. He has we two houses. He has two houses in Brentwood. Um, he, we, we all know LeBron's a family man. Yes. Uh, young Bronny is turning in to be quite the fucking basketball He'll player. He'll go wherever he wants. Wherever he wants. Yeah. The best schools are in Los Angeles yes. and in New York if you yep. want to go prep. Exactly. Um, and I think that's going to be a big time factor. I don't think the kids care about staying in Cleveland anymore. Like, I don't think, I think. Like his family? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Think, and I think, but I think there, it's, a, and again, Chris Paul's family and LeBron's family are very close. Melo's kids yeah. and like everybody's so close. Yeah. And I'm just, my only thing is just after watching these finals, LeBron knows I need some help. Even the greatest player in yes. the NBA, I need some help. But again, the domino effect starts. Like if, if, if LeBron goes to Houston, then that whole DJ shit to Houston is, is, is put to shit. Cause you can't, you can't pay DJ the money he and wants. Capella's and Capella's probably Capella, gone. And Capella has to get paid. Right. And he, that, uh, Capella is worth every dollar. Yes. They want him there. He's young, and there's going to be suitors for him all across the NBA. And do you want to go, what owner is willing to go into that luxury tax? Right. Which is, you get taxed on every single one, every dollar that you go over that cap, you're paying a tax on. Yep. Who wants the chip the most? Right. And so the Houston, Houston would, I think, based on the fact that they just got purchased for $2.2 billion or whatever it was, there's obviously new money in Houston in the ownership. And I do think the opportunity, like Houston for the last three years has been very focused on trying to beat the Warriors. And if that's, if they view that as a possibility of keeping Chris, having James and bringing in LeBron, you got to look at that and say, that's probably the, the best constructed team to get that job done of beating the Warriors. And then of course, looking to win a championship. I don't so. think LeBron, there's no LeBron going to Houston without Chris Paul still being there. Facts. I will say that. That's fine. I, um, I agree with that. I think, I think Chris Paul's one of the smartest dudes in the NBA too. I think he's looking at all his options as well. They were, they were one game away from being in the Western Conference final, or from the NBA finals. In the finals, yeah. They were very, very, they were close. one mediocre shooting right. game from right. being in the finals. Right. Like if they had just a decent three point shooting game, mm-hmm. that game, they probably win and go in and to play Cleveland in the finals and probably come out with a championship. So. Dude, we're and God, we're just getting started with this. As much as I want to be well, like, one thing that was we're going to revisit this later. No, we're going to talk about this in the next episode too, because this is what's going to be all, all all summer. This is it. This is what we're going to be talking about. But can I just say one thing really fast that we didn't bring up? Yeah, is they also threw out the scenario. Okay, well, what if Paul George signs another year in OKC? Sure, and they bring LeBron down there. Right, um, that's possible. Melo's Melo would have to restructure his deal because he he's getting to. paid so much 26 money. Twenty six next year. Russ is on the max. Right. The only way Paul signs is if he's getting max. Right. So that's man, another money issue. They're gonna have to get paid. Yeah, man. These guys are really gonna. Have, but the CBA goes up too. But only a little bit, and a lot of teams are already quite locked up with their cap space. Mm-hmm. So as much as the increase is, there really is only maybe eight to ten places that have the. The, the assets and the cap space to really kind of make a run at, at building a team like the one that we're talking about, constructing a team that can beat the Warriors and win a championship. So top three right now, destinations for LeBron, uh, Houston number one if Chris Paul stays, okay. Philly number two, okay. and then I'm going to say something that might shock the world, but I think, I think Boston's going to make a play too. Boston. 
Um, I, I, I'm going to say this right now. Okay. Whatever beef the media said that Kyrie and LeBron had, they had something, but it was not as big as people think. It's not like Kyrie would be like, I'm not going to play with LeBron James again. You're fucking crazy. Right. Uh, Boston is a good destination. They have assets that they could give up they for do. him. They're still staying in the Eastern Conference. Right. And they, they, ha- they have assets to give up, right. Drew. They That's do. what I'm saying. No, like, they do. You can lose Jalen Brown and you can lose uh, Rozier. You probably have to give up Horford's contract. Yes, that's like what that they happen. said. You'd have to give up his money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they have the they probably have the space to make it work. Danny Ainge doesn't give a fuck about player emotions. <laughs> no. So even if there is a problem with Kyrie, thank you, and LeBron, Horford. You played a great great you know, playoffs. But, but even even further than that, even if even if Kyrie does have a problem with with bringing LeBron in, he'd mm-hmm. be like, "Well, fuck it, fuck you, suck it up. We're paying you all this money. Right. You, you can go somewhere else after we win this championship." I. I think that's an interesting idea. I, I know, in in my heart, I know Kyrie doesn't want that to happen because he left to be his own man and be the be in control of his own team. But that doesn't mean it won't happen. Right. Yeah. Let's, for, let's so, see. but for me, it's it's Cavs, mm-hmm. uh, it's Lakers, unfortunately, because I don't really want him to go to the Lakers. And then I I do think the Knicks secretly. You threw that you threw that out probably three or four weeks ago. What. That the, the Knicks could could really make a play Fizdale for Fisdale is just the big. He loves Fisdale, right? And I, I, I the more I think about mm-hmm. it, the more that that's a that's a legit. Nicolina grew an inch and a half yeah. this summer, and he and he and LeBron went at it. Yes, head to head. Yes, in, in, in their last matchup in the Garden, there would need to be somebody else though, Drew. You'd have to. No, no, get, no I agree. I agree. It, it, if you can get Chris Paul and LeBron in. New York. Yes. They can stay afloat till Porzingis gets back. Yes. You know what I mean? That's actually a good call. That, and, and, and I say, I, I agree similarly with the Lakers. I don't think he'll go there to the Lakers by himself. No. I don't think he will. Unless he just has it set in stone that he just wants to go to LA and that's just what it's going to do. Uh, I, I don't see him going to the Lakers with just the team the way it's constructed now. I think someone would join him there as well. So those are my picks. Well, I think we're going to be switching this up every week. God, yeah, we're just gonna be reading like his tweets and and we're and his Instagram that. posts. We're, just, we're getting all these. We're just getting all TMZ, dude. Yeah. All the TMZ photographers are gonna be trying to track him down everywhere he's going. If he goes, if he goes to fucking uh, a steakhouse and orders something from the, uh, from, if he orders a lobster from from Boston, oh, he's going to Boston. Oh, it's good. LeBron had lobster last night. He's going. He's going. He had clam chowder. It he was the New a Southwest omelet for breakfast. He's going to Houston. He's going to Houston for sure. <laughs> it's like everybody, calm down. But we're gonna be in it too. So it is what it is. And one big factor in this, Drew, is the NBA draft. And I want to touch on yeah. this really quickly in segment three. But we got to talk about this because that's all part of free agency as well. I love the draft. We'll I'm, be, I'm excited about we'll it. We'll be right back. You've seen them on social media. You've seen clips and Drew wearing them. The Gold Net Basketball is the gold standard in basketball apparel. Go to their website, goldnetbasketball.com backslash shop. Type in Clips and Drew at checkout and get 15% off your entire purchase. Again, go to goldnetbasketball.com backslash shop. Type in Clips and Drew. Clips and Drew. And you'll get 15% off your purchase. Enjoy. I recognize the finals just ended, uh, but I, I know you're ready for these these questions. Do you, do you feel like you've played your last game for the Cavs? Um... I mean, I have no idea at this point. Um, you know, the one thing that I've always done um, is, is consider, you know, obviously my, my family, understanding, you know, especially where my boys are at this point in their age. Um, they were a lot younger. The last time I made a decision like this four years ago, you know, I got a teenage boy, a preteen, and a little girl right now that wasn't around as well. 
Um, so, you know, sitting down and, and, and considering everything, you know, but, you know, my family is, is a huge part of whatever I've decided to do um, in my career, and they will continue to be that. So I, I don't have an answer for you right now as far as that. All right, this just in. This is breaking news, Drew. Yep. We just received this. This has never happened while we're doing a podcast before. I know. Drew got a, uh, a notification. From a, yeah, I, I, we got a tip from an anonymous source. <laughs> that said that little Bronny that we were just talking about. LeBron James's kid. Has committed to Sierra Canyon in Price. Los Angeles. Yep. Um, go so, tell him, tell him, so Drew. This is from Slam Online. Uh, they sat down with Gary Payton, one of the representatives, sat down with Gary Payton. And uh, Gary Payton uh, confirmed with her that LeBron James' 13-year-old son, who is going to be going into high school this coming year as a freshman, has committed to the Sierra Canyon High School in Los Angeles. And Gary Payton quotes here, Anything could happen. People don't look at everything. LeBron James' son just committed to Sierra Canyon, which is in the Valley of L.A. That's where his son is going to go to school with Scottie Pippen's son and Kenyon Martin's son. So that's a move that they're going to make. If everybody looks at it with a son at that age, you don't want to be away from him during that period of time. During the time that we're having, basketball is school time. I think that Bronny needs a father during that time, and that's it. I don't think LeBron is the type of parent. I think he wants to be around his son a lot and see his son play a lot. So uh, according to the article here, um, the school, Sierra Canyon, has refuted that statement. So they haven't publicly came out and announced it. Uh, but they, they, the school was quoted as saying, that's news to us. He hasn't in reference to LeBron James's son committing. So we don't know if that is in fact, uh, true. Uh, but if there's one guy who would know that Gary Payton would be probably a very reliable source on that. We had mentioned many times, Drew, Yeah. uh, we're going to keep this very short, but we had mentioned that the best schools were in Los Angeles and New yes. York, Sierra Canyon being former school of Marvin Bagley, yep. the Sierra Canyon. Did they win it all this year? Uh, they, uh, they lost they did. to modern day. They did. Uh, Kenya Martin Jr.'s uh, son yep. um, is one of the best players in the nation. Pippen's son as well. They obviously probably have a relationship. This is breaking news, people. The, the stock of LeBron James coming to Los Angeles just rose. We are back. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Yep. Kwame Brown. Shout out to Kwame Brown in the 38th episode. Episode 38. Does this mean that this podcast is going to be shit because that's what Kwame Brown was? I hope not. <laughs> hey, so we talked a lot about free agency, Drew. We did. And something that has to deal, you know, intertwined pretty well with free agency is the draft. Um, it's in 10 days. The draft it's in 10 days. June our, 21st. Our one-year anniversary, Drew. Yeah, man. That is the aluminum anniversary. Are you getting me something special for the? For, for is it? Yeah. Is it aluminum? I don't know what it is. Wood? Is it? Don't give me wood. That's sorry. Never mind. Excuse me. <laughs> that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's our one year anniversary. Anyways, uh, <laughs> free agency or excuse me, draft. NBA draft. NBA draft is going to be deep. You and I got into an argument the other night, and I I, I didn't get a chance to explain my side of the story. Okay. So what I had said was Bamba, Mohammed Bamba, our guy from Texas who measured a, the biggest wingspan yeah. in combine history at seven ten. Yeah, he also ran the three quarter court faster than John Wall wow. and Russell Westbrook. That's ridiculous. Okay? He's got the long legs. 
Long legs, definitely, but you still got to be he's fast quick. He's as also well. quick. Yeah, definitely. So what I brought up with all of our friends was I said, don't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Don't be shocked if he gets picked first in the draft. Sure. And the only reason I said that, I'm not saying he's going to be the number one pick, but GMs salivate over things like that, yes, numbers like that. Of course they do. And how you play in the combine and your workout literally can determine if you go one or ten. Yeah, it definitely can. There's a reason why Candy went over Vince Carter. There's a reason why Anthony Bennett went number one. There's a reason why Portland thought Odin was gonna is a better pick than Durant. Sure. All these guys just had better tangibles when the when the lights were on. Keith Kloss. You know, I remember in the summer league, nobody knew Keith Kloss. He was on the Lakers summer league team. Mm-hmm. Had a killer summer league. Was beating everything off off the glass. Jerry West wanted to give him a nice deal. And since since Elgin saw Jerry West was going to give him a deal, Elgin jumped in and said, okay, well, we're going to pay him more money. Right, right, right. You know? Sure. And, and then it just doesn't turn out the way you want it to be. Um, but that being said, that, those are pretty impressive numbers by Bamba. Yeah, dude. I mean, he is a freak of nature. His, his arms are ridiculously long. He jumps out of the gym as well. Like, he's he's going to be wherever he ends up. He's going to be just fine. Uh, he's, he's, he's thin right now, but that just kind of goes with – the territory of being, you know, almost seven feet. Um, they compare him to Nerlens Noel, though, and okay. I don't think that's fair. Well, Nerlens was very athletic mm-hmm. and and then got injured. I I I respect the the man's talent. He doesn't really have an offensive game to speak of at the moment, but that's why there's coaches in the NBA. But that's um, why that's why uh, Capella did so well, though. Capella doesn't have a huge offensive game. He played defense, got offensive rebounds, was that tangible guy. Right. I'm, again, I'm not saying he's going to go number one, but I would like to see because DeAndre Ayton's coming out saying, oh, he's number one yep. by far. Yep. Now, do you think that's because Phoenix said we're taking you number one, or no. do you think that's just him being a cocky cocky dude that he is? Yes. I you think th- that is, right? I think that's he's projecting what he wants. Right. Um, and there's a reason that he uh, – you know, signed with the University of Arizona because he thought he was going to be on a platform to showcase his talents, and he did. He had an amazing year. But during the year, we also saw some of the stuff that may not get him drafted number one overall. Lack of effort. Uh, lack of... Um, enthusiasm? Sure, lack of enthusiasm. That's a good one. You know, and, and what, he, what DeAndre Aiden to me, is, when you compare him to Muhammad Bamba, is a more complete basketball player. Uh, Muhammad is, uh, his upside is the athletic talent uh, that he has and, and what could become. Like, he could be, Clint Capella is a really good uh, option there, but like Rudy Gobert, you know, if, if he, Rudy, Rudy still only averages like, what, 14 points a game, 15 points a game. If Muhammad can put together a nice low post or a 15-foot mid-post mid game where he knows he can hit this shot or, heaven forbid, he learns how to make a Tim Duncan bank shot from 16 feet away, the guy could be an all-time great. And, and he has all of the upside that goes with that. But right now, when you look at their games, especially offensively, DeAndre Ayton is light years ahead of Muhammad Definitely. Bamba. I'm still partial to the Phoenix Suns, who do have the number one overall draft pick, drafting Luka Doncic. Uh-huh. And you called it right right when they signed their, their European head coach, who has a personal relationship with 
Luka Doncic. Coach him overseas. And, and you know, you don't... You can speak his language. And I don't think you bring in a coach like that unless you're looking to expand into, or at least bring in a, a key p- proponent of your team from the European League. So I still think, especially because the Suns haven't announced who they're going to take, and totally. we've seen teams do that in the past. Right. Like Philadelphia announced they were going to take Markel Fultz after they made that trade. Uh, to to bring the, to move the Celtics from one to three last year because um, he had a great workout by the way and that didn't pan out for him it, did, it didn't by that, the way that's what I'm saying though it, it, that's what that's what people salivate over is that Fultz they they impressed him they liked him and he just not saying that he won't be a great player he's 20 dude yeah 19 Fultz, years old he's got plenty of time to recover <laughs> from that. Uh, and, got, and, and when he did play, by the way, at the end of the year, he did look pretty good. Fine. Yeah, he looked pretty good. He still can't shoot for whatever reason. He's got like a mental block about that, it seems like. But he's still a hell of an athlete. He's still going to be um, uh, featured for them, I would imagine, like in in the next season. And uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, bro. Of course. Obviously, if we redid that draft, if they redid the Anthony Bennett draft, if you redid yes. the Ola Candy draft. But unfortunately, you can't do that. Right. Um Luca, just to let everybody know, Luca was on the fence on if he's going to stay overseas or he's going to mm-hmm. uh, definitely declare for the draft, and he's definitely going to be in the draft. Yeah, he'll he... be playing in the NBA next year, whether he goes number one or not. Um, I think it'll shock a lot of people if he does go number one, Drew. It won't shock us, no, because we kind of see that happen. Well, that's, this is what happens when 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 it gets down to it. Like the, for a lot of the year, people were touting him as a possible number one overall pick, and then when we get to it. We have so much more footage of DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Mo Bamba. The list goes on. Trey Young. And, and for whatever reason, the I, I guess it's not shocking, but the American public looks at the college game with more clout than it seems to the top European basketball league. And that's probably just because we're Americans and we like to see our homegrown talent, supposed homegrown talent, show up and, and we think that our college game is better than probably any other top professional leagues outside of the We don't NBA. have access either, though. Joe. That's what I mean. Okay. I was getting to that. Okay, sorry. And then the one, the only way that you were able to watch Luca outside of like the small snippets that you would see on sports, uh, sports center uh, when he's playing for Real Madrid is on YouTube. You have to go and try to find right. his highlights. They're not just thrown in your face. Uh, he didn't play in March Madness. He, d- he didn't get an opportunity to show his stuff on a stage uh, like our boy from Villanova did, Dante DiVincenzo. And, and, and now he's going to go into the draft because he just he, – he Stocks high. I mean, he just, he just put it down in, the, in, the, in our American view, the greatest stage for a young athlete that's not in the NBA to put it down. He did it. And so now his stock is rising because of one game, essentially. And he didn't even start that game. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I understand why people will be shocked if Luka gets drafted number one. I think his ceiling is probably the highest that there is. But then again, I haven't seen him play a full game. We haven't seen him play against pros. We I haven't, haven't seen, seen him play a full game. Right. He is playing against former NBA players on a regular basis. His teammates are former NBA players, some of which we would know. Most of the fans, casual fans, would know the names of. Uh, so there's Do you have any of those names? Rudy Fernandez. Okay. And his stint in the NBA was short-lived. Mostly because the guy didn't speak any English. He was Spanish-speaking and he lived in Portland, which I gotta believe is one of the smallest, like, the smallest. Spanish markets? Yeah, there's gotta be one of the smallest markets for Spanish-speaking people in the United States. For real. So, yes, I, I think if this, if 
all the signs are pointing to Luka Doncic going number one. And if for whatever reason uh, the, the Suns want to talk themselves into drafting DeAndre Ayton, they'll have every right to do so because the guy's a, a really talented player. I would still pick Luka because how many centers did we see in the in the top four? Uh, like out and out centers, seven foot centers. Did we see None. in the top four outside of Capella, who barely played against the Warriors? Mm-hmm. The Warriors don't really have a center. Javale McGee played sparingly. MVP. Zaza Pachulia, I think, saw twelve minutes total in Two the postseason. Rings. This fucking guy. And then Al Horford's really the only center. And Tristan Who's the power forward. And he was not. He's exactly. He's <laughs> he's like six nine, six ten. Same with Tristan. And so you know, there's 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 something to to be said about that. We're, we're definitely into a smaller man's game. Now it is. It used to be draft as big as fucking possible. And, and if this was 10 years ago, there's no fucking chance DeAndre Aiden doesn't go number He's one. He's number one pick. Hands Not down. even close. <laughs> right. the, Suns are, the Suns are overwhelmed right. by the, the chance to draft this man. But, you know, there there is an aspect to, to DeAndre Aiden's game. He can shoot from outside. He is quite agile. So there, there, it's a possible thing for him to develop into like a stretch four or whatever, whatever we want to call that. But I don't know. What do you think? Do you think the Suns are going to go? I mean, I said it since the beginning. I think it'd be nice. To, it'd be nice to see that. I just don't like seeing how Aiden, unless he knows something we don't know, is just claiming that I'm the best player in the draft <laughs> and I'm number one. Well, he's got um, confidence, man. I get it, and that's yeah, cool. He's got the swag. Um, I, I think they win either way. Yeah, win, yeah. win meaning the the first one of the first five players taken in the draft, uh-huh. your team's winning. Those are those are really good players, especially when you look at the Suns roster. Right, if they draft anybody, the, whoever yeah, they draft in this be your second best player, they're going to be treated very well. Like right. Josh Jackson turned out to be quite a nice pick. I'll for tell them. you this: I'd rather be in Phoenix than I'd be in Sacramento. Well, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I think a lot of people want to feel the same way. So moving to Sacramento, the number two pick, I think they will jump on Luca. 100%. If he's available, if if the Suns go with DeAndre Aiden, because Vlade Divac is. Asia. There. And and Peja Toyakovic mm-hmm. are in that front office there. Mm-hmm. Their owner is a, a a man that's from India that wants to grow the Sacramento Kings brand globally more so than he cares about the national awareness of the Kings. So that's yet another uh, a place for him to market in Spain and in Europe uh, if they draft Luka Doncic. So I think either way he's not falling out of the top two. Um, and then you're getting a steal with Bagley at three. The, uh, if you, yeah, whoever whoever the Hawks draft or even uh, wherever Memphis. Bagley goes, you're getting him at a cut rate. Right. I think because he's he would be a number one pick. Uh, you know, even even as as much as last year's draft, oh. you could you could have talked me into drafting him over Jason Tatum last year. Right. So I'm fucking pumped about this draft. I know the Clippers have two big picks. Do you have? Uh, we we talked about this briefly, but do you have like a sweet spot? Like I think, they, they I, think want? Tra- I think we're trading them both for vets. I think that's what oh. we're doing. I think we're trading, dude. Okay, Jerry West is good at doing that. He's great yeah. at it. Yeah. Um, I just don't uh, the twelve and thirteen really. Are, I mean, you might be able to get a steal, or we're going to trade one of them, or maybe we trade both to trade up to move up. Yeah, right. Totally. If yeah. we're going to lose DJ, yeah, we'd like to be in the Marvin Bagley fucking sweepstakes. Dude. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and and Sacramento can afford to to. <laughs> You know, drop a couple. I mean, yeah. they're not going to be anywhere near no. contention for another five years, six yeah. years, seven years. Right. Um, right. Because you don't want to be there. And again, Drew, like, we got to see what's going to happen in free agent. Like, what are these teams really thinking? Like, the, I think these draft, these draft picks could be huge proponents in trades. Uh, for players like LeBron James, Kawhi Insane Leonard, etc. Trade. You just yeah. said trades. Right. It's it's looking like New York wants to get take Trey Young. In. You know, if if I'm LeBron and Chris Paul, and I'm like, oh, well, they got Trey Young in there. Right. So we got our little Steph Curry right. that can totally. shoot the shots. Totally. You know what I'm saying? 
Something else to look out for, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers do have the 10th pick, and they also have another pick in this draft. So they have two first rounds. They have, they have the 26th pick in the draft as well. And one team that we, we've talked the least about is the Chicago Bulls. They have probably compiled the way that Boston was about three years ago and Philly, the, the greatest amount of young talent in the league. Uh, granted, they're not very good. But they have all of these young players, assets that could be used to bring in big name free agents or whatever. People uh, want to play in Chicago. Chicago has the seventh overall draft pick, and they also have the twenty-second overall draft pick. And in they're this committing year. to Zach Levine. They're going to give him whatever he wants. Zach, Zach Levine. Levine's a future superstar, dude. Yeah, I really believe it. They he had really good years in Minnesota he before it. he injured himself. So, and they say he's a gym rat. He works his ass off. He's a good teammate. If you follow him on Instagram, you see him working out every single day. Right. They got your boy. Uh, right from Laurie, Laurie Markinen, who's out, who had a great year, dude. The Finnish god, the Finnish god, as Drew likes to call him. That's what he is. He's been coined. <laughs> it, it's up in the air, Drew. Yeah. Any, you know, we can go any any way on this, and we could talk about this for three hours. But yeah, so I'm I'm stoked for the draft. It is on June 21st. I, it, it, like you said, it's going to be our, our our one year anniversary. We're probably going to have a draft special. I would imagine on the day that it happens, like we did last year, and 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 kind of. Give One us a, year, Drew. Give us an opportunity to reflect on what we've done. Holy shit. And I want to listen. I, I, I do want to. Let's do it. Let's listen to it. I want to listen to our, our number one and see how our picks, like, you know, mapped out. Oh, and no. our predictions of how these players were going to play. And we can, we can I can splice that in to, to our uh, We can our, listen to how, how confident I was Chris Paul was going to stay. Oh, the confidence play. level. The confidence level is through the roof. Oh, my God. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, oh, and they're Andre. All uh, we're at, winning a championship this year, everyone's bro. Everyone's staying. Oh, the humor. Hey, we got to Let's do that on the next one. Let's That's going to be good. Two. That's going to be, be good. All right. We're going to come back with episode. Th- will 39 be? No, we're going to get one more in before the draft. Well, or? yeah, we'll probably get 39 in. Um, hopefully something cool will happen that yeah, we'll have hopefully. something to talk about instead of just conjecture. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would imagine we'll probably do 39 before the draft. Right. So what I, what I would like to do is on 39, we'll, I'll, I'll actually kind of have a breakdown of who I, of my predictions of which team is going to pick which player and how those players will pan out. And then we'll see on draft night how I fared. Maybe that could be the first live one we do while watching sure. the draft. Okay. I don't know. Maybe we can make that could that be happen. fun. That could be fun. All right, guys. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. One year anniversary is coming up. Hope you guys enjoyed the Kwame fucking Brown episode. Because hopefully, hopefully you got oh, someone man. better next week. I don't know who the hell's number 39. Hey, yeah, I'm really hoping for somebody good. And uh, yeah, congratulations, Warriors. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. We're ghosts. Later. Excuse me. I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Glutey Us. I do have something. To say, so you got to give it up, give it up. You never heard something like this.